Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, everyone. We are live. Thanks for joining us on this beautiful Saturday afternoon, October 28th, the day before the Miami Dolphins get back on the field to face the New England Patriots at Hard Rock Stadium. Omar, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Watching a toddler again. Watching a toddler again. By the way, I want to start this off by I will not let you shame me. Let's see if I can do this right. There we go. There we go. Oh, okay. I, I see. I see your logo at the bottom of your of your cup. Why is it disappearing on me? Here you go. Uh, 50, and I'll raise you a fifty seasons drinking glass. <laughs> in in fact, which, in fact, I, I forgot to get myself a drink. So continue, continue to do the intro while I get myself a drink. Okay, I see somebody right there. Or was it Mark? You're absolutely Mark Cazzoli. Thank you very much for telling everyone to hit that like button. Hit subscribe. Hit everything you hit when you're on YouTube to support us when we. Most definitely appreciate it. Uh, I want to address something that somebody asked me on Twitter regarding Jalen Ramsey. Uh, for Jalen Ramsey to play Sunday against the Patriots, the Dolphins will have to activate him off IR by 4 p.m. Eastern time today. Is That's correct. Soon? Hopefully they don't do it while we're on the air because we would like to write a story breaking down everything that it means the second it happens. But um, And as Omar and I said yesterday on the show, I think we're both 50-50 that it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, we'll clearly know whether it's going to happen or not um, by 4 p.m. I know we in the media have been suspecting what the possible moves could be. Um, Cam Smith going on IR. Cam practiced yesterday. I think he's a valuable piece on special teams. So I don't think that that's an easy move, as, as some people think, because of the foot injury. Um, and, and then we've got some possible waivers, uh, Kelvin Joseph, uh, Tyler Croft. Is there, uh, I, I always say Brandon Peely could go on the, on, on, I'm sorry, but he can, he, there's a lot of defensive tackles. Um, he can easily go on the practice squad. No, you're shaking your head. No, no. Okay. No. Kelvin, Kelvin Joseph. I mean, I, I don't, it's, it cannot be more clear. The guy's been inactive the past three games. Zero financial considerations. I, to me, by the way, I want to address this. Guys, but you traded a former first-round pick for him. By the way, you know who else is on the trading block? Another former first-round pick. The Bills' first-round pick from last year. They didn't even wait three years. Career Elam, the cornerback from Florida. Apparently, he's available for trade. He was an act, a healthy scratch on Thursday night. So it's not just the Dolphins who whiff on on uh, first-round cornerbacks. By the way, there are a couple of people who are complaining bemoaning the fact that I'm on the left, you're on the right. Sorry, gang. This is It's above my pay grade as far as this, how to switch us. Omar, you're the technical wizard here, if you can figure well, it out. I am not a technical wizard. And what is the difference, people? Um, I Yeah, I can't. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, think, I think we'll survive. 
I don't know. Is it probably is it the what? Because this is my better side, and it's more exposed if I'm on the other side. Is do you have a better side? Who knows? Anyway, let, let let's get to the important topics of the day, which is basically we we talked about whether or not uh, Jalen Ram. I'm fifty fifty. Uh, I I believe it was. Um, and just so you understand the the Dolphins media relations for whatever reason, I can't necessarily speculate on what it is, but they create rules where they only allow us to shoot the first period of practice that we get to watch. We get to watch three periods and they only allow us to shoot the first period. The first period is stretching. So sorry that all you get is really stretching and maybe the O-line will cheat and do one, one, one drill, um, which, which is what I like. Cause I like to watch the O-line just for the record. Um, and so we couldn't show you the other drills. Now, the television crews get to record the other drills. And um, Giselle, I retweeted it out yesterday. Um, the television crews get to sh- record the other drills, but you got to have a big production television cam- uh, camera to do it. And Giselle from NBC, I hope I got the station right. Ooh, that, would be, that would be bad. Let me look it up. Go ahead. Let, let, me look it up. let me look it up. Let me look it up. Um, she produced a video that showed NBC6. I was accurate. Good job. Um, she produced a video that showed Jalen Ramsey kind of gingerly walking, working through his back pedal. And I think the back pedal is probably um, the biggest concern for most of us in the media who have watched him for an extensive period of time. Um, the back pedal doesn't necessarily look comfortable, smooth. He looks like I'm sorry. Like, I apologize. You're not going to say no, Ibanagani, are you? No, no. I just saw a Lamborghini drive down my street for some strange reason. Like, people who have really exotic cars like to race in my neighborhood and do donuts. Why, I don't know. Like, enough, yeah. And, and so, yeah. Um, so, obviously, not every neighborhood has Lamborghinis, but, like, our strip has, like, long streets with no stop sign. So they like to go straight, and then there's an there's areas for people to do donuts. Why they want to do donuts, I don't know. Um, I guess it's maybe a social media thing. So whenever we see Lamborghinis in the neighborhood, we know what time it is. Um, it's time to call the popo. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, I'm that neighbor because we also don't have sidewalks. So if you're walking your family in the neighborhood, you also have a you also have a two year old. So yeah, exactly. If you, we don't have sidewalks, so if you're walking with your family in the neighborhood, you're walking in the street. Um, but anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, it had to do with Jalen Ramsey, though. By the way, uh, you you heard you heard Mike McDaniel's speech about what you do with a Ferrari. Well, that was that was Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I you mean, it on you, and you check the engine or whatever, whatever. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey's a Ferrari too. Is he not? Since when is Jay? Both there are two potential Hall of Fame. Oh, question, but their game is not predicated on the same thing. Tyreek's all about speed and quickness. No offense to his route running and toughness and all that. Whereas Ramsey is more like a technician with speed. Am I right? Or am I right? <laughs> I hate when you do that. I hate when you. I hate when you do. Am I right or am I right? Like, well, I'm giving you. I'm giving you options. Yeah, all, right. all right, fine. You're right. Um, 
it would be better if you said, "Am I right or am I, am I right or am I writer?" Like you, you, you say, you're giving me options, but I didn't see the option there. It's it's the way you pronounce it. <laughs> uh, you want, I want to address this one here by uh, Michael. I don't, were you finished with your point, or was there something no, else? No, no. I just don't know if he, you know. And Mike McDaniel also said something, and we addressed this on yesterday's podcast. They want Jalen Ramsey to be Jalen Ramsey, the Jalen Ramsey that everybody expects, the Jalen Ramsey that can be a shutdown corner, the Jalen Ramsey who the first two days of practice before he suffered a knee injury was hanging with Tyreek Hill 60 yards downfield, which was a very interesting thing to see. I think Xavier can hang with him as well, but it's it don't look the same. Not, But that's not Xavier's game as well. Um I don't know. Nobody, nobody can hang with him in a straight line, if we're going to be honest about it, unless you get your hands on him at the line of scrimmage. I've seen him covered. I have seen him covered. Again, yeah. if somebody gets his hands on him at the line of scrimmage. and, and I, don't, I don't even think that's the way you play. I want If I'm if I'm um, Tyreek, I want you to try to press me. I want you to jam me. I don't want you. And I've seen in, on those. In, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But on those instances when I've seen him covered deep, it's usually because somebody slowed him down at the line of scrimmage, or there's a safety up top that kind of takes care of him. I, I, I think Tyreek is a dynamic weapon. Is he uncoverable? I don't think so because uh, we watched majority of training camp and he damn sure don't look dangerous against Xavier Howard. I know everybody thinks Xavier's washed in the Dolphins universe, which is a is, is another topic I would love to address. Um but Xavier's not washed. Xavier covered Tyreek all the training camp and you didn't see Tyreek be dominant when Xavier was on him. Um you know Tyreek is Tyreek's super fast those cheat motions, which I, I'm I'm using that word because it's a word that Kyle Shanahan used when he stole it from Mike McDaniel, um, and he started calling it cheat motions, and it is kind of cheating. Um, it those are, and notice you haven't seen them that often lately, primarily. Well, you didn't against Eagles because they were on the road. It's only cheating if he's actually most going forward at the snap, and there are a couple of times that it's awfully close. It's like Lane Johnson with the Eagles getting back into his his pass pro sets where it's teetering on the line of a false start on a regular basis. Can let, Let's address Michael Vaccarelli here. Thank you for the contribution. That's an interesting question. Love the show. So informative and said you separate yourself as a fan from being reporters. Do you still fan emotion? And excitement watching games and want them to make the Super Bowl as much as fans do. You want to address that first or want me to go first? I want it more than you because I make more money if they do well. <laughs> like, are you crazy? Yeah, it's a different kind of thing where emotion's not as much of a part of it as opposed to, hey, number one, we want to cover important games, i.e. games that matter down the stretch. Yeah. Playoff games, certainly Super Bowl. Uh and of the course, worst the worst thing a media member can have is apathy. Um, that that when fans don't care, that that's that's bad for business. Um, I say this all the time: the more success the Dolphins have, the more interest there is, the more money we make. Um, and this is a platform where y- you are our paying customers. Your attention, your clicks, 
um, your 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 subscriptions, your 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 likes. Um, so we thank you for for paying and paying attention. And five and five and twelve, I'm I have a hard time believing you'd be paying attention at the level that you are at five and twelve. Do you disagree? No, I agree, but you'd, you'd be, it would be focusing on the draft and a whole lot of the coverage would be like, who could the Dolphins get? Uh, one more point I want to make, for at least speaking for myself, is I never stop writing during the course of a game. So I'm watching the game analytically. I don't want to detach from emotion because I'm like, first of all, I'm constantly writing, constantly trying to write analytically about what I'm seeing. So it's a different, it's a completely different ballgame. But yes, we absolutely want the Dolphins to go to the Super Bowl. I, I care about South Florida teams. I love South Florida teams. I'm so South Floridian by nature. Um, I I grew up kind of a Dolphin fan. I really didn't care about the NFL when I was younger, but, you know, I grew up a Dolphin fan. But do I sit there and, and fan and cheer and succeed? No. I cheer more for my friends or people that I really like than teams. So – that's 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 how I roll. Coaches that I really like, or and, and it, sorry, Omar, but it also becomes a different dynamic when when you've been doing this for a long time, where where the fan aspect of it kind of like dissipates a little bit. I want to address the issue of the hat because it's come come up with somebody daring me to wear a fence hat, and somebody said I love the Expos and it. Big thumbs up from me. Uh, in case you didn't know, the reason I wear I wear the Expos hat is is a couple of reasons. Number one, I was born and raised in Montreal. Um, even though I'm now a dual, dual citizen, I still will always have been born in Montreal. That's number one. Number two, it's also so it's a note to my hometown, as well as a note to all displaced franchises. I actually went through a little little phase where I bought a, a, a hat for the Seattle Supersonics, the Quebec Nordiques, uh, you know, franchises that got displaced because as somebody who was a, a huge, I was a huge Expos fan because I never covered the Expos. So this was purely out of enjoyment. To see that team like taken away from the city, I feel for any fan of any team that has that had its franchise taken away. So that's part of the reason I wear the hat. Now it's become also my trademark. So uh, it's almost. By the way, and I do have hair, so it's not like I don't. I just just like wearing a hat. Full head of hair. A full, full head, head of hair. If I, yeah, if I don't get haircuts, that thing grows. Uh, so anyway, we're not here to talk about my hair or my hat. Uh, this New England Patriots game. It's a little because we we haven't done like the full as much preview type thing, maybe because it's the Patriots. I think next week we're going to do a whole lot more in the analytical stuff, maybe when they play the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, the Patriots might not be an easy game. I think they're much better than they were in week two. When have the Patriots ever been an easy game in two decades? This notion that the Patriots are an easy game and will be an easy opponent, it's bull crap. Like, it's, are you it's serious? A nine and a half, it's a nine and a half point spread, though. That's Name me a, nice. a time the Patriots have been an easy game in the last two decades. Like, when? Was it an easy game in the first, second week of the season? No. Like, they just beat the Buffalo Bills, who waxes you. And pays child support, like who, who, like who, who, like I, you know, I think here's two factors that I think. Um, I think the Patriots 
getting news out there that, hey, Bill Belichick ain't going nowhere. He's got that contract. And we discussed this on Behind Enemy Lines with Tom Kern. If, you, if you're interested in that episode, because he, he did apologize to Tua, for those who did not. He did apologize to Tua Non. Tua Non, yeah. Yes, for those who, who, who did not watch the episode. And I, I encourage you to, because I like Behind the Enemy Lines because you're not dealing with surface-level topics and discussions. And he also brought up the fact that he thinks the leak of Bill Belichick's contract extension was just window dressing. Just like when Joe Philbin got a contract extension before we fired him five games into the season. Um, what? No, I, I, I'm going to go back. This is a little history. I'm going to go back to that late Tony December Stroud. game against Minnesota. No, no, against okay. Minnesota. And then Stephen Ross walk in the locker room. Guys, I got a Christmas present for you. Yeah. You coaching search. Joe Philbin's coming back. And then he fired him four games into the next season. And, the, the, and, and here's the thing. Here's what people don't understand. There's a dynamic about the NFL and I think the NBA when a locker room or a team doesn't want you to coach or doesn't believe in you anymore, they check out. Oh, see Staley, see Staley, comma, Brandon, LA Chargers with the Austin Eckler comment this week. I don't know if you you heard. Oh, no. What did Austin Eckler say? Uh, Something along the lines of, I believe, and then I'm paraphrasing. The question was like, do you guys still have the full – Fully support Brandon Staley, and I believe the first words out of his mouth is, "Well, I'm not like this. We have a choice." And then he proceeded to say, "Well, we're all in this together, and all that." And but we don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, oh, okay, all right. But yeah. again, history has taught us, and I, I apologize for going off topic, but history has taught us if there's cause to let a coach go at the end of a season, and you bring him back the following year, usually that doesn't go well. And that didn't go well with Joe Philbin with the Dolphins in 2015. And it's not going well with Brandon Staley with the Chargers. Anyway, we let's get back on track. Patriots, uh, Bill Belichick. But, but, so, so the contract extension was put out there as window dressing. But maybe it got his team's attention in Buffalo. And they realized, hey, there's no tank in this ship to get rid of Bill. And, and honestly, like, wh- what are you going to – how are you going to improve on Bill Belichick? Like, who are you going to hire? What are you going to do to improve on Bill Belichick as a head coach? And you know he's not going to quit, so you know he's going to be out there somewhere, maybe with the Chargers, trying to redeem his reputation and resurrect um, another franchise so that he can own Don Shula's record because that is absolutely his motivation. So I think that they're going to be a pesky, spunky, irritant all season, and they're going to sneak up on teams. And they're going to get to seven wins. Is it going to be good enough? No, it's not going to be good enough. But it's going to catch the attention of the nation at, at times when they beat the Buffalo Bills. And if you don't get your act together and your focus right, beat the Dolphins. Because these fans are like, ah, Patriots, man, who cares? Like, bro, Carolina had you 14-0. I promise you it'll be a different outcome if, if Patriots go up 14-0 on you. They're, they're, they're not going to relinquish that 14-0 and allow you to score 31 straight points. No, completely agree. And one thing we need to mention about the Patriots, they're, they're ranked ninth in the NFL in total defense. Uh, and while they do not have Christian Gonzalez and Matthew Judon, who they had the first time the Dolphins played him in week two, they now have Jonathan Jones and Jack Jones, their two cornerbacks, or two of their good cornerbacks, who they did not have in week two. In week two, it was it was Christian Gonzalez and Marcus Jones who left the game pretty early 
with an injury and then a makeshift secondary, which has maybe led partly to them playing with three safeties. So, no, it's not going to be an easy task. Since you have this, we have this up for a bit now. Let's address it. LJT, well, you, you, you kind of said it. LJT X has not washed, no pass rush caused them to get beat. Apple is horrible. Well, here's the thing. Every quarterback's going to, every cornerback is going to get beat. And there's nobody who's like unbeatable, even Patrick Sertan too, even though the game circumstances were kind of weird, but he got smoked by Robbie Chosen for a 68-yard touchdown. And I still think X is a very high-quality cornerback. I agree with Omar. Apple is horrible. It's too harsh for me. I think he's inconsistent, but horrible, horrible is a little harsh. He's not inconsistent. He just shouldn't be out there for your starting unit. Maybe he should be your dime cornerback. He's had, but, some, he's had some good games. I, I, yeah. He's had some very inconsistent, though. He's hot and cold. That's what I just said. He's inconsistent. You said oh, he's inconsistent. Okay, well, I'd rather not be inconsistent. I'd, ra- I'd rather not go that road. And if we're going to play at that level, I'd rather play a young, young player who's going to grow and progress and get better. Now, we, we, we've we sit out here, and I'm a fan of Cater, Cater Kohu, so let's not think that this is a level of disrespect. But Cater Kohu – this is a sophomore slump. These are struggles. These are bad performances because you're being asked to play out of your depth and not to your strength. And I don't look at it as something that's stunning his growth, but he's going to learn from these experiences. Now, is it going to benefit him long-term when he moves back inside to nickel? Yes, absolutely. But Apple, there is no upside there. There is no growth and development there. There is no. No, he is what he is. But again, you're making him sound like he's been a complete disaster. And this is where I defer to coaches. Hold on, hold on. Tama, 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 Tama. Okay. Um, while I will address what LJT is saying, um, no pass rush causes him to get beat. And that that's accurate. When they don't have any pass rush, the cornerbacks get beat. Because people are running double moves. Which applies to every single solitary team in the NFL. Every every single solitary team in the NFL. But if we're going to look at this secondary, they are the weakness of this Dolphins defense in terms of, I believe quarterbacks have a, um, a, I think they're like, they're only a handful of teams that are worse than Miami. I'm trying to. Yeah, you you had them like six worse or. or, or... They are seventh. Uh, the Broncos, Cardinals, Bills, Chargers, Vikings, Texans, and then Miami with a hundred point three pass rating. Anytime you have a hundred quarterback passer rating, you're bad. You're bad. And well, now that that's well, eh, well, go ahead. Go can ahead. I get my time on now? Okay. Yes, you can get on. Let's, let's also understand that part of the scheme is allowing completions in front of you. So if you're going to get a lot of completions. And the, the, the opponent completion percentage is going to be very high. That affects the passer rating. If you're not getting picks, partly because you're playing really soft, allowing everything in front of you, that's also going to jack up the passer rating. How often have we seen – have you seen them get beat badly over the top very often this season? No. They're, okay, they're kind of not. doing what they're being asked to do. I don't think the, – the DB play has not been great by any stretch. I wouldn't say that. But I think we also have to factor in the defensive Dolphins are running and what they're being asked to do. Okay, and and what about the turnovers? Lack of turnovers. Well, again, part of it is because you're asked to play to play soft. When you're an attacking style defense, you're going to give up more plays over the top. You're also going to create more turnovers, which is what you and I prefer. But that's not what Dick Fangio wants to do. And 
again, he gets paid a lot more money than we do. And he's a lot smarter at what he does. And uh, Mike McDaniel said something when we were asking him about Brandon Jones and the intricacies of playing this defense. And I thought that was very interesting and telling and sort of highlights and explains the struggles that this defense has had. They are going through growing pains. They do have trust issues, both uh, Vic Fangio with his defense and the defense with Vic Fangio. I'm just being honest with you. Um, Now, as the season has progressed, they've gotten better in certain particular areas and seeing a lot more productivity in certain particular areas where it's supposed to look like, where it's starting to look like it's it's hopefully going to look in November and December and January. Now, the question is, is that going to be consistent? I say, and I stand on this, if the front seven plays like they played last week for the rest of the season, oh, it's on and popping. And that's even, it don't matter who's at cornerback because you played that well with, Cater Cole, who is your number one cornerback. So imagine what it looked like with Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard back there. Um, my hope is that both of those cornerbacks will come back healthy. Xavier will get past this growing issue in a week or two. I don't think it's going to be immediate, but probably after the bye, give, give, give the growing a little bit of a rest. Um, and I do notice your disrespectful jokes about growings regarding Xavier. And I, I, I don't like them. I don't like them. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. Y'all don't, I, I don't get into people's personal lives generally. And listen, let, let's, let's, let's stay out of. Yeah, let's, leave that, let's leave that alone. Let, let's leave that alone. Um, and it's not healthy. So just leave it alone. And it's going to create a very uncomfortable environment when X is a free agent next off season. Cause in my mind, okay, you don't want to pay that price, but at least be competitive with what everybody else is offering so that maybe he'll decide to return because I'm sorry, this defense, it ain't going to look the same with Jalen Ramsey and Cater Kohu and Cam Smith as it would with Xavier. And if you want to consider yourself a championship caliber team, let's, let's judge this defense and judge these players and judge X and judge Jalen based on what we see in November and December, and then move on from there. But all this disrespect the fan base has for Xavier, like there is no cornerback or safety in the NFL that has more picks in the in in his career than Xavier does right now. That's playing in the NFL right now. Nobody since 2006, 16. 16. So like so if he's exceeded what everybody else has accomplished, <clears throat> like what's the what's the disrespect for? But it it's I, I really don't get it, and I don't get this fan base. Like they want to be, and and this is nothing. This is nothing new. This fan base wants to big up Javon Holland, who has really done nothing so oh, far. And, and funny you mentioned that because if you look at the screen right now, we have a question from Ohio John, yeah. along with a thank you for the contribution. Let, like, let's good talented young player, but what has he done? What 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 has he done? Tell me the moment he looks like Rashad Jones in a game. Like, when was it? What, what what game was it? Tell me. Like, and people are like, oh, we got to pay this guy the max. Oh, man, he's an elite player. Like, based on what? Like. Based on the perception. And perception. 
some of some of the national analysts who keep pumping his tires like nobody's business. And Ohio John, thanks for the contribution. Is asking how big of a drop off does defense take without Javon Holland on the field if he doesn't play against the Patriots because of the concussion? And I would not expect him to play, even though it's not impossible. Doesn't Fangio consider him the QB of the defense? Uh, no. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Again, I, I'm with Omar in this one. I, I think I've said this maybe before, Omar. That I, I, I'm sorry, I don't get the fascination. He's, he's a nice player, talented, but, but this perception that he's like elite at safety. Where's the instincts? Like there, there, there are moments where Rashad Jones would break script and go get the ball. Tell me when Javon Holland has done that. I don't even know if he's even been in position to get an interception this year. Not this year. And this defense is supposedly built around him and what he's capable of doing and the, the range he covers. And then supposedly, according to Mike McDaniel, there's a lot put on these safeties because they cover the, the defense is built around them and for them. And I don't see it. Tell me where it is. No. Talk to it for you force two fumbles in a game and you're elite. Like no, but it, was, it was before that. I mean, he came into the. Here's the thing, though. Like he, oh, he, oh no, he made some splash plays as a rookie, and then last year because there were so many issues in the secondary and he was asked to cover for other people, his numbers went down. And then Vic Fangio comes in with a history of having safeties who go to the Pro Bowl and make big plays, and then everybody immediately assumed. Or suggest okay, Javon Holland's gonna. I mean, he's gonna take off, and that became a narrative. And then you, on top of that, you have the national media. So a lot of them like look at Javon Holland. You have the pro football focuses of the world who have him ranked. I don't know if he's still up there, but they had him second in the NFL among safeties not that long ago. And to me, all all I could all I could ask myself is why. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Anyway, uh, what, what, to answer the question, I do th- have some concern about Brandon Jones starting. And from this standpoint, um, Brandon Jones is a strong safety with limited coverage skills. Deshaun Elliott is a strong safety with limited coverage, coverage skills. So right now you're putting two safeties out there who are better off in the box, who are not that great from a coverage standpoint. Um, it could be a bad mix, bad recipe. Now, I'm intrigued to see what happens. I'm, I'm generally curious. I, I don't know. I don't have the answers. Um, Brandon Jones has worked very hard and long to come back from that knee injury. I think everybody has these premature thoughts that this takes nine months. Well, no, it takes a full year. And then even then, players, are when they're the year later, they're honest, I really wasn't myself. I've heard that 20 times in my life. Um, so Brandon Jones should be proud of where he is for what he's overcome. It is officially a year from when he suffered that knee injury. So this will be, um, that, 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 that moment where he's out on the field, he's, he gets to feel like himself and I wish him the best and I hope he does well. Here's, here's my one thing though, before we move on, I don't want to spend all this time on the safeties. I know, I know you have concerns about Brandon Jones and his coverage skills. I do too. Here's the thing though. Are we really worried about the deep passing game from the Patriots? This is where this is where <laughs> this is where I would trade the coverage skills for the tackling ability and the run support that Brandon Jones can provide. Touche, touche. Well played. Uh, if he's not playing against Kansas City, if Javon Holland's not playing against Kansas City, then Brandon. Oh, you ain't worried about Devontae Parker beating you deep. If X is playing, Devontae Parker is done. Yeah, if X is playing, active. Yeah, if, if X is playing, Devontae, I mean, if X is playing, X will be running Devontae's routes for him. Pretty much, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. let's move on. I love this question, and I'm going to get very passionate about this. Do you think Tua's father did him a disservice by switching his throwing hand? Would Tua have bit better velocity if he had stayed a righty all his career? As a left-hander myself, I am deeply offended by that question. How dare you? Actually, I don't know. <laughs> but there's who, who the hell knows um but how his brother does it his brother's a righty and his brother doesn't have a cannon so i mean here, here's the thing though that's that's it's very very weird even if you look at baseball pitchers outside of randy johnson who threw a pill like lefties are known for their like ridiculous breaking balls but they generally all the, your all of your hardest throwers are righties i don't know what it is um I had a great arm myself, but that's a difference nobody wants to hear. So it was a phenomenal quarterback. Um, I think it's very interesting that his father made him a lefty. Um, it's unique. I think it benefits him at times because cornerbacks who are cornerbacks generally because they can't catch the ball, Xavier being the one exception. Um, 
they usually drop his passes because they're turning a, an orthodox way and they're never comfortable with it. it like I, if you look at how many times interceptions are dropped for Tua or not being able to be brought in, it's probably got to be maybe 15 a season because sometimes he just puts those things into such tight windows and one step off or one notch off and, you know, wind blows a little hard in one direction and, and it's in somebody's hands. And fortunately for him, it gets dropped a lot of times. Now he is one of the league leaders in interceptions this year. It is what it is. Um, I don't worry about that. Yeah. And another point too, also, Chris, maybe if he had a stronger arm, he wouldn't be as accurate as he is. Uh, and again, oh. where, where he is in his career right now, are we really going to like try to go back and wish something else would have happened? That's... I think he's had a pretty good point in his career. So I, I think, I think we should be happy with how things have worked out for him. I just want no concussions. Um, I don't worry about don't any other. Bring up the word. Boo. I like this question here. Uh, Effie, thank you very much for the contribution. Do you think we will lose key players because of the IR list situation? Love the show. I listen to every day all the way from Israel. Um, no, they will not lose key players to the IR situation because they will determine who gets designated to return. And it's not like if once they reach a certain point, right now they're at, what, four players that they've designated to return with River Craycraft being number four. Teron Armstead, who's a key player, is going to be number five. Devon Achan, who made him, Achan, who made himself a key player, is going to be number six. And I don't think the Dolphins are going to put themselves in a position where they're going to bring back seven and eight if they're not key players to keep themselves that flexibility um, to bring back other players. The other point, too, is once you get to a certain point in the season, if somebody gets hurt, and even if it's going to be for four years, but they could come back at the end, don't have to, don't have to put them on IR. You know? That's true. So this only really applies for a month. You, you know what I'm saying? All right. And no, the month of November. Because we don't really have to worry about it for December because they they you know wouldn't be available and they'd have to come back. Um I I just think it sort of hints that Eric Uzukama is probably not coming back and maybe Isaiah Wynn is probably not coming back. But I I don't worry about it for anybody else. But now you haven't suffered any major injuries. Um Teron Armstead, hopefully he comes back next week and is is ready to go. Um, and, and obviously I haven't seen a chain in the locker room in probably two, two, two weeks. I saw him this week and he looked, looked fine. Looks fine. Yeah. I didn't, wasn't, no brace. I didn't know, no brace, didn't notice a limp. Uh, mm-hmm. I think maybe Chris Brooks doesn't come back. I know that hurt your heart, Agreed. But, you know, but that, and, and to be honest with you, I think even in December, they'll save one spot just in case. But even if they don't, if a guy gets hurt and he's valuable enough and let's say he gets hurt the first week of December with five games left or whatever, and they think he might come back in the last game of the year, they're not going to put him on IR just just to be able to bring him back. They'll be inactive for four games. You know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but we, as, as we said in the media contingent, because, yes, we're obsessed with this, and Mike McDaniel says he's, he's monitoring it. He knows. He's aware. Um, one spot will be safe for Tua. Just in case, one i one ir spot will be saved. One ir to return spot will be saved. Okay, but ir to return it means you're out four games. Yeah, and even if again, even if you don't have have the the any ir spot left, you just make him inactive for four straight games. You don't have to put him on ir. That's the point I'm making. Yeah, 
then then you then technically you have well not technically but in, in practice you have 52 guys on the roster as long as you don't get another rash of injuries where you can't feel the full team i mean I, I don't think it's i think it's an issue that's massively overblown this concern of like oh my god they're filling up their IR spots i think it's massively overblown uh, I, 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 would, I would have to look up what other teams are doing at this present moment to 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 really gauge whether it's massively overblown. However, I think it's an issue. I don't want to say it's massively overblown, but I think it's an issue. Okay, and I say it's not, but okay. Uh, two quick points. Number one, because I did the research. Yes, uh, it's more than last year because last year they used three designated to return. Um, Notifications all season. Uh, Eichenberg, Austin Jackson, Clayton Fedulum. And that's number one. Number two, in terms of. No, Emmanuel Agba? No, once he got on IR, he was never designated to return because he had a season ending injury. I'm not saying oh. the number of players they oh, put so on IR. I'm talking about the number of designated to return that they used. They put like, I think it was, I saw the, it was nine or 11 players they put on IR last year. Three of them were designated to return. Like Agba, Brandon Jones, Nick Needham, once they were on IR, they were done because they were season-ending injuries. And this brings me to my other point, is the Dolphins, yes, I've had their share of injuries. They also haven't had any season-ending injuries to keep players like other teams. And you run down, like most of the good teams in the AFC have had those kinds of guys. Nick Chubb, Matthew Judon, Christian Gonzalez, Aaron Rodgers, unless he makes a miraculous recovery. Matt Milano, Daquan Jones, to Davis White. Uh, J.K. Dobbins. So you're saying Dolphins are lucky right now? I am saying that they've had a large number of injuries to, to key players. They have not had any catastrophic injuries like other teams in the AFC have had. I think you just said Dolphins are getting lucky. Are you putting words in my mouth? I think I did. I think you just did. Okay. John, thank you very much. I'm glad Miami used more base three down linemen, four linebackers against the Eagles. I think we will see more of that against New England. Yes, and you know why. I think I think he's right, and you know why? Because you're facing a running team. Uh, because I will tell you when they play the Chiefs next week, you're not going to see a whole lot of three down linemen. Yeah. Uh, you're going to see a whole lot of uh, Zach Sealer, Christian Wilkins, Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, the two linebackers, and five DBs. Which is their base package, which is it. Hey, it's doing better against the run, so I go for it. Well, and, but as you mentioned, Raquan, Raquan Davis got a little bit more playing time against the Eagles because the Eagles are are a team that runs quite a bit. Um, you know what I found very intriguing? Um, you know, people in Dolphins land and media itself have this perception that Bradley Chubb is doing not not having a good season. He's having a really he's having a good season. Pressures, hits, hurries, leads team with four sacks with Sealer and and um who else has four sacks? Oh, Andrew Van Ginkle. Yeah. yeah. So they they're getting they're getting pressure. They're beginning to stop the run. Um, it's encouraging to see what they're doing. Funny you should mention Bradley Chubb because I wrote about Bradley Chubb on alldolphins.com yesterday. Pointing out that even though Vic Fan, I'm not one to argue with Vic Fangio, who said he's been playing well all year, but the stats suggest it's a lot more significant in recent weeks. And mm-hmm. we are approaching the anniversary of the Dolphins trade to get him from the Denver Broncos. And the question being now, will the Dolphins make that kind of splash this trade deadline 
I wouldn't expect it. I wouldn't be surprised if they made some kind of move, but I don't think they, they're in a position to make that kind of splash. And I hear I see Brian Burns' name thrown out. I heard another name. Brian Burns. No, I agree. It, it, it makes zero sense. The Dolphins already have a lot of resources. Dolphins, Dolphins don't have a dollar to give away to anybody. Not a dollar. They You can't ask them for five. They don't have it. So they, they just shook down and restructured a kicker. If you're at the point where you're shaking down a restructuring a kicker, you're real bad in terms of your your finances and your cap space. And I, yet, and yet, it doesn't stop some folks at certain outlets from throwing out these ideas. Brian Burns of the Dolphins. It'd be great if they got him. Uh, there's another uh, Chase Young. I heard Chase Young this week. In what universe can the Dolphins afford Chase Young? I mean, I, like. Uh, they listen. They don't have. They don't have draft picks. They don't have cap space to be giving nobody no big fat contract. Um, Connor Williams, Christian Wilkins, Robert Hunt. Um, who else we got? Uh, Xavier Austin, Austin Jackson. Uh, Austin Jackson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Austin Jackson. <laughs> Um, He's making himself hell, some money this year. Hell, Kendall Lamb. I, I, if if you go about next season without Kendall Lamb on this roster, you're making a huge mistake. Huge, massive. Like, do you see what that man has done? And you know who you have at left tackle. Like, you you better make sure he's here. Um, I it, it, just you don't have money. You you don't. It, uh, I forgot about Tua Tonga Valoa, who is. I'm I'm gonna whisper it because Poopart doesn't want to hear. Put cover your ears, Poopart. Fifty million dollar range. Fifty. He's gonna get. He's gonna get fifty. So, oh, and if you want to haggle about fifty, okay, forty five. I never, I never, I never said anything about about that. You, you had just one thrown out that he could surpass. He is gonna surpass them. He's going to surpass. Well, Burrow's getting fifty-three, and he's not surpassing Burrow. Oh no, he ain't getting fifty-three. That's a story for another. For another. I think fifty is. I think fifty is the uh, the the. Is Burrow really getting fifty-three? I got to look at it. Um, He's going to surpass Jalen. He's going to surpass Lamar. Um, He's going to surpass Herbert. So, (laughs) says Omar. I'm not convinced, but says Omar. Okay. Oh, see, see, you did it again. You did it again. Why would he accept a dollar less? First of all, can we finish the season first? Yeah. Or, or, or are we going under the assumption that things finish the way that they've started? Yeah. Okay. I if okay. he doesn't if he doesn't get hurt, he's gonna set records, be in the MVP conversation. Um have one of the best offenses in the NFL, probably finishes a top passer in the NFL, top rated passer in the NFL, um, doing it two time back to back seasons, something which only Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers have done since 2000. Why would I expect any kind of drop off? Like, oh, is Tyreek getting hurt? Because Tomorrow? there was a drop off last year. That's why, Omar. Oh, so you keep bringing up old stuff. Oh, okay. I well, got but if you're gonna make if you're gonna make predictions, and I believe somebody more intelligent than me once said the best predictor of the future is the past. Um, you're you're going under the assumption that there's absolutely no question, no with no doubt whatsoever that he finishes the season the way it started. And if that's the case, then I'm with you. 
but all I all I'm saying is, can we see it first before we? Okay, I think a lot of the regression last year had to do with injuries, had to do with um, the opponents and caliber in the stretch of games that they were playing. But okay. that's where you make it's where you earn your money if if you're going to shrink a little bit because the caliber of the opposition goes up. Which spoiler alert, it will go up in the playoffs. Then then you're not talking about like a like a mega top of the market contract. Sorry, don't be disrespectful. If 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 we're out here giving Daniel Jones forty million dollars, oh, can we can we not go there? I mean, just because the Giants made a stupid business decision that we has to be used as a barometer that was a stupid business decision it was a completely outlier of a season by daniel jones where everything worked out right and the giants for some reason convinced themselves not only not only that they completely did take one barkley in the process who by any definition or standard is a much better player albeit at a less significant position listen two is going to get 50. I'm I'm putting that I'm putting that as the over under. If he finishes the, the finishes the season strong with that, absolutely, I agree with you there. All right. Okay. Uh, Noel, thank you very much, Noel. Through different defensive coaches and different coaching schemes, one thing that is fairly consistent is our struggles to contain tight ends. Is it the schemes or lack of proper personnel? P.S. Like and subscribe. Absolutely, like and subscribe. Um, here's the thing, though. If you're looking like really high-end tight ends, like for example, next week, I'm like scared of what Travis Kelsey is going to do to the Dolphins secondary. But again, Taylor Ramsey's going to defend him. Who does? Yeah, but who doesn't Travis Kelsey do that against? Especially when when he's inspired by Taylor Swift and the stance. I mean, um, is she going to Germany? I don't think she's going to Germany. Who knows? And who cares? To be honest with you, relationship ain't that strong. I'm not going. I'm not traveling to con. Now, if I'm taking your family on my private jet, maybe I'm going. Like she could get some brownie points on that one. Like that, 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 that. Oh, that, if, she that if, she flies, if she flies the Kelsey family, yeah. Yeah, that that would be hot. Oh like, man, that'd be like I mean. But I mean, that's like we're going steady. Like I'm proposing level dating. Uh, I mean, unless she just flies everybody on her private jet because you know she has a private jet. Uh, yeah, like, like. Do you really go across a continent for somebody you just started dating? Who knows? Again, who knows? Who cares? My my point is, and oh, Dallas, oh, you you care, you care because I don't. I don't. It's like okay, and Dallas Goder is also a really really good tight end. Um, so are the Dolphins really do really do they really get smoked by every tight end, or do they get smoked by a really good tight end? Um, but uh, it's a good one, and, and Omar also makes a good point that when Jaylee, Jaylee, Jalen Ramsey is back. And healthy or close to healthy, he can cover the tight end. He's definitely covering Jalen Ramsey. I mean, he's Jalen Ramsey is definitely covering Travis Kelsey. You 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 can you can bank that, put that in the bank. Um, this nickname comes from Sal, since we're still exploring nicknames. Track pack. How you feel about it? No. No? I'm what? sorry, Sal. What, what? Why not? I'm, kind of, I'm kind of over. That. I'll, first of all, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of over the nickname thing personally. We're, like, not, we're not done yet. We, we, it's um, presented. I, I don't know if that one would be presented. Waiting for the waiting, waiting for the, the Mike Gesicki blocks. Ain't nobody. Don't, oh, don't. I'm like, I am so, like I, like I said yesterday on the show, I am going to rewatch that tape 18 no. times if I have to. to Do find not it. get blocked by Mike Gesicki. Don't make it happen. Don't let it happen. 
Maybe maybe I'll, like, I'll allow him to block Javon Holland if Javon Holland plays. Maybe Brandon Jump. Maybe a safety. If you're a linebacker, oh, it's gonna be hell to pay because you. You would be okay if he catches six passes for. I don't care what he catches. Okay, don't get blocked. Not one block. Not one block. I as I said the first time that they played him, if you put Mike Isiki on the field and on the line of scrimmage, I'm blitzing his gap. I'm going after the quarterback because that's a free rush. That's literally a free rush. So he would be my cheat code. Like, there's no way. You're such a hater, and by the same token, you're not wrong. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Like, he, like, Bill, the genius of Bill Belichick has him inside the end zone blocking. Who was he blocking? It was somebody really good. Max Crosby. Max Crosby to, to, to save the game? Like, are you kidding me? Man. But it was the first block of two. Kevin, the answer to your question, thank you very much for the contribution. Talking about Jerome Baker. Jerome Baker has missed one game in six years. He missed the at Buffalo game in 2021, the one they lost 26 to 11. Most underappreciated and underrated player on this defense. Uh, The timing of the question is such that it's hard to argue because he played, I thought he played really well against the, the Eagles. Uh, his touchdown, notwithstanding. Um, oh, Eddie came at it. Jerome plays with eighty percent effort on most plays. It's frustrating to watch. I don't buy that. I, I, I see him sometimes taking wrong steps, getting pulled. I don't away think that's the, the issue. I don't think that's the issue. Um, you're Eddie. You're looking for a physical, battering gap shooting linebacker and that is not who jerome is that's just not his game and i used to he used to be very good in coverage he's not really anymore um he 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 used to be able to contain linebackers out the backfield i don't know if he could do that anymore uh i'm i'm a i like jerome baker because the consistency is there. The durability is there. I just don't know why it doesn't look the way it's supposed to look in this defense. Not that it looked good in the other defense either, because I think Jerome is at his best when he's a lot, when he's asked to blitz. And I don't see that happening in this defense for him. And I wish it would, but it's just not, not, not in the cards. Delusional. Okay, uh, Jr. Black. Okay, who's signing for Skyler right now? I, I haven't heard that. Fan. Where? Always thinking the sky is falling. Keep you guys paid. What? Who is signing for Skyler Thompson? Are you nobody, serious? There's absolutely nobody calling for Skyler Thompson. Please, please provide the tweet story. Trust me, there's nobody calling for Skyler Thompson. I, I don't understand what that comes from. Oh, I love, love this. Trey Hendricks, thank you. What is the media etiquette around asking coaches questions? Also, why does Joe Shad always ask the first question? Thank you. Joe Shad does not ask you know, the first Harry question. Harry Jackson asks the first question all the time, and somebody asked me that on Twitter as to why, and I will explain to you why. I know, Mark, you certainly can feel free to jump in and disagree. Uh, a couple of reasons. Number one is because Barry always has questions. Number two, he does. Barry always has questions. He always asks pertinent questions. He's 
doing minutia injury. Can I finish my question. point? I, can I finish my point first? Okay. You and I have this discussion. Okay. From where I sit, yes, Barry asks minutia questions relating to the roster and injuries and all that, which are questions all of us are curious about. Number two, it's almost become kind of an unwritten rule, unsaid joke that Barry's going to be the first one to ask a question. And he's always done so never in a arrogant manner like I'm Barry Jackson, I get to ask the first question. It's just like everybody looks to Barry because he's usually quick to ask ask a question when there's a some like shooting the breeze stuff with the coaches, especially with the assistant coaches when they when they get to the podium. Um so that's that's pretty much the reason. I here's a rule for for media sessions that I don't like. I don't like to be the person asking the first question because the first question is usually a warm up question. You get better with your answers as you begin to progress and get more comfortable talking. The first question is a throwaway. So if I'm asking something in depth, one, we generally only get one question, maybe two if we're lucky and it's a light day. Especially the way Mike McDaniel answers questions, every question is two and a half minutes. So, so if you let's say you get two questions per day, you don't want I don't want mine to be about injuries. I generally like my questions to be a follow up on something that he says that intrigues me, or something that I'm I'm planning on writing about. And I certainly don't want something I'm planning on writing about to be the first question on the on the table, just because I don't think a. a, a Whoever's asking the questions, they give you the greatest response in the first question. Um, they're just getting warmed up there. It's like, it's like, it's like I don't want to be the guy asking the first question. So everybody just lets it be Barry, and I, I don't think we have. I don't think anybody has any issues with it. No, it's, again, it's it's almost become a running gag where where I don't know if it was Daniel who asked the first question to Vic Fangio on Thursday, and Fangio looked like all befuddled, going, "Wait, I thought he I thought he was asking the first question." <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and, and I will say this at questions, <laughs> we joke about it all the time. Uh, I believe Hal asked the best questions. How how Khabib from the Palm Beach Post, without a doubt in my opinion, is the best question answer, which is why a lot of times you could, if you're watching Tua videos, Tua sometimes grumbles under his breath. Hell. And he, he does that because Hal is going to make him reveal something he doesn't want to reveal. And it's it's classic, and I love it. And I, I wait for the Hal grumbles. It's like, you, you won't pay attention. You won't catch it, but he does it all the time. He goes, after Al asks a question, he goes, oh. Yeah, and, and this is where you, you and I, Omar, differ, and we have the yin and yang going, and maybe it's a good complimentary, not complimentary, complimentary stuff for alldolphins.com, is you like the big picture philosophical aspect of questions. I like, give me the facts and the details, which is why I like Barry's questions, because – while more often than not, you don't get necessarily concrete answers. Sometimes we do. And I also, I, I'm more curious about, for example, Jalen Ramsey playing than what's the significance of having Jalen Ramsey playing in his own as opposed to a man and having a three minute philosophical question that doesn't really say anything, but that's just me. Cool. Right. Hopefully yes. Yes. You're, you're laughing about something. This made me laugh. 
if Kaseki pancakes work, <laughs> that's good. I can promise you on my good. life, Kaseki will never pancake Christian Wilkins. That ain't never gonna happen. Um, Unless he has an offensive or a, a, an offensive lineman kneeling down behind Christian's <laughs> Christian's legs and that, pushes him at the top. Yeah, oh not, God, but that's that funny. Is. That is funny. Um, I. Uh, Showing love to the P.O. Box. What is the P.O. Box? Kupar oh! Kupar and Omar. Oh, okay. We still get, we still get that a lot. Y- which, yes. By the way, folks, which is better than, oh, the poop show. Oh. <laughs> I never heard that. Are you serious? Oh, my <laughs> where, where is that? Where do we call that? Like, Somebody oh, oh huh? it comes up once a week or so. It's like. Oh, the poop show? <laughs> That's funny. I like, like look, I, I look. I have no issue with like being called poop because it's the first four letters of my last name, and there's a long story as to how that nickname came about. But like the play on words with S H I T, please. That's, um, that's, a, that's a little weak for me. This is interesting. Uh, Go ahead. Rule says, "I can't believe we almost let Brian Flores ruin this young man's future." Thank God for Mike McDaniel. Um, I don't like this perception theory rationale, story we tell ourselves that Brian Flores is a bad coach. Uh, I don't like it from a, a, a Dolphin standpoint because that is not, that's fiction. That's not fact. That's fiction. I, we, I've covered a lot of bad coaches here. Cam Cameron is a bad coach. Joe Philbin is a bad coach. I won't even say Adam Gaze is a bad coach. And I would put Brian Flores ahead of all of those guys and probably right under Tony Sperano in terms of coaches that I've covered. Um, and keep in mind, I don't like Brian Flores. I we not we not homies. I don't like him. Um, He's not a very likable dude. No, and, and I think that that's why he got fired. I think his people skills are poor. Um, I I I heard recently about the Tennessee. I heard like details about the Tennessee issue with him and Tua, which was really the final straw, where. He made Tua say F you in front of the whole team. And that was like, and, and not that the team was like all fully in love with Tua or totally in support of Tua, but they realized like that was the end and pressure from Flores. He felt like he was going to be fired during that stretch. And the only way to save his job was to make the playoffs. And that game cost him the playoffs. And he said some things that he really shouldn't have said to Tua. And Tua, he made a Christian curse. So now, what does that mean? I don't know. But the bottom line is Brian Flores was not a was not a company man, didn't do what Steve Ross and Tom Garfinkel wanted him to do. And ultimately he got whacked for that reason. And Bottom line is you have to have loyalty to the owner because he's the one that's writing the paycheck and he's the one that's built that pays and does everything for this franchise. And if he says, get on this damn yacht and try to woo Tom Brady, you get on that damn yacht and you try to woo Tom Brady. And, and by the by the, yeah. And by the way, hold on. I'm, I'm sorry, Omar, but th- that was not Brian Flores dissing. The pursuit of Tom Brady was not Brian Flores dissing to it. That was Stephen Ross going after Tom Brady. Yes. Um, and as he should have, 
because maybe we we'd have a championship here in Miami instead of one in Tampa Bay. But Brian Flores was like, nah, I ain't gonna be part of that. Okay, well, hey, all right, noted. And then you you have comp you can't hire an offensive staff, and I think that that has a lot to do with his personality and lack of ability to be personable. Um, I'm always going to look at Brian Flores when he's up in running for other jobs and say, okay, can he hire an offensive offensive staff? Because Jim Caldwell got here and basically said, yeah, I don't work with him. I'm out. I got I got cancer or something. I'm good. And what do you what you turning your face like that for? Because unless you know for a fact that he made up something, I mean, it was it was no no no. He had a he had, he had an ailment. Doesn't mean he couldn't have come back. But he was just like, Dude, okay, I'm out. But by the by the way, though, we're not addressing the point, and and there's some merit to that. The fact that that Brian Flores did not like to walk. Uh, as a quarterback, and I think that's pretty well established. And it was going to be hard for Tua to flourish under Brian Flores. And Mike McDaniel, the second he came in, is like, Tua, come into my arms. I love you, buddy. And that immediately, without any X's and O, without any addition of speed on the offense, that immediately raised Tua uh, potential significantly. I think it took Just him a minute. To, I think it took him a minute to believe. Because Flores and McDaniel, I mean, they have totally different approaches. Totally different. Approaches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is what Tua needed. Now, does, does that mean one one approach is right and one approach is wrong? I don't I don't say that, but would Tua have flourished under another I think Tua could have flourished under under Chan Gailey if Chan Gailey had stayed, but Chan Gailey was like, I'm out. Um well, but you know the perception there is that Changeli wanted to work with Brian Fitzpatrick and, and nobody else. So, uh, no, I don't think that that's accurate. But Changeli just didn't want to work with Brian Flores, and Changeli did not support the 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 demotion of um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and neither did the entire team. All right, well, which was completely clunky, poorly handled, and and it was again, if that doesn't tell you, it came from the top, considering what we know about Flores's feelings about Tua. I mean, it was crystal clear that came from the top. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, and I would like to address this um, Kyle Van Knott. Um, Are you calling him that on purpose? or? or? I, I've been calling him that on purpose for, for a while. <laughs> Kyle Van Knott. Why aren't you just catching on to that? That's funny. I've never heard that before. That's funny. Oh, I've called him Kyle Van Knott for, for years. Um, By the way, before before you go on, Kyle uh, Van Nott, who didn't necessarily make a ton of friends among the Dolphin media me, media contingent with his with his relationship as rapport through Zoom during his short stay with the Dolphins. Not not just that, but oh my God, this guy came out and said on a podcast that we that the media part of the reason why he was fired was because he was caught in the Cold War between Brian Flores and right. McCullough. Yeah, bro. No, um, I can tell you for a fact, Brian Flores didn't want you because you, you you were you were you and you were just too much to handle. And he didn't want to deal. He wasn't worth it. Um, but Flores and, knew him, though. Huh? Flores knew him. He had him. In yeah, the but he was a pain. He was a pain in the you know what to deal with. And uh, and and he challenged them and the coaching staff too much. And they just didn't want to deal with it. Um, yeah, on top point- of that. 
Hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, Omar, but my point is they knew what what he was in terms of personality. I don't, I th I don't think he was that in New England. I think he grew he into have. that, okay. which is why he's been he's been churned everywhere he's played because nobody wants to deal with it. He's in Baltimore, dude. He was good with the Chargers last year, and he's actually playing well with. Baltimore. And they didn't bring him back. Correct. And no, notice the trend here. Correct. No, no. Yep. Uh, and and I'm I'm trying to put you onto something here. And just, no, no, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's a pain in the, you know what? Yes, yes without question. And he's a total, you know what? Um, <laughs> but, but the, he had, the, he put on this podcast that media members that like the organization portrayed him as the veteran media member who was giving information or talking to the media. And I'm like, bro, none of us liked you. None of us bleeped with you. Like, how? And, and the organization knew this. They knew we didn't like you. Like, we were like, I want to talk to Calvin Noy. We were like, no. Bleep, bleep that dude. So for you to sit here and claim that, oh, you got fired because people put it out on you that you were, you were, the, you were the rat, team rat, or whatever, whatever, whatnot, or you talked against Tua, Bro, ain't nobody thinking about you. Nobody was talking to you. Nobody likes you. Nobody with you. Like, like, bro, somebody, that, and that's part of his problem. Massive ego. Massive misperception of how important you are because you weren't important. Anyway, bye. No, very, yeah, very, very adversarial to it. Every, every Zoom interview he would do, it would be like, my God, why does that He was a total penis. Yeah. <laughs> he was, he was. And then he would go on. He would go on Twitch and play video games on Twitch. Oh, and talks. Take shots. Take talks. Mac about about media members. Is this? Yeah, not. Uh, Roy, love the show. Keep it up. Thank you very much. Why is this defensive scheme not working? Players aren't terrible. Coaches aren't terrible. What's going on there? Mike McDaniel says it takes a while to play an elite style of defense. They're five and two. Chrissy's that go into it. They're five and two. And, and they've lost and to two. They've lost to two of the elite teams in the NFL on the road. Um, and I think they played phenomenally last week defensively. Randy, has McDaniel shown you anything to suggest he's not another three-year carousel coach? You have seen a lot of coaches up close. Does McDaniel have it? Oh, you love that word, Omar. You love that it word. Um, well, here's the thing about McDaniel. He is. Very, 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 very smart. Not just because he went to Yale. He's very, very smart. He's very. Do you really think he's really, really smart? Yeah, I think he's smart. Um, I also think his his offensive scheme, play calling, play designs is borderline brilliant. Um, does he have it to be determined? I have confidence, optimism. I'd be leaning. Where am I? Where am I leaning? Toward, toward him being a long-term success as a head coach, though they need to close out the season well, and that applies. I just I mentioned Tua, but that applies to McDaniel as well. Um, like last year was very disappointing in the way things went south after eleven games. Omar, um, love his style. I think he's one of the more stylish coaches. I just asked him. Just Friday, which sneakers he was wearing because I had never seen them before. What? 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 You say? 
I mean, is that is that gonna? There you go. He's gonna be a great coach because he's got swag. No, no. You're, can you let me make my point? Sure. This, this, this is the problem. This is the problem we have. You don't listen. You're not listening to me. What'd you say? I said. <laughs> I got you tonight. <laughs> good, good one. Um, he's very relatable to his players. They like him. He's one of the boys. They don't call him coach. Like, what does Tua call him? Tua calls him something ridiculous, which I don't even remember what it was. It's like, it's like, I forget what it is. You you guys know in the comments. Like, everybody has a, my, you know, Raheem calls him Mikey. Like, er, everybody, like, do you, do you, imagine a coach that you just, hey, Mikey. Like, it, it, and Raheem is serious. Like, that's his, been his name for him. He's one of the guys. They believe in him. They buy in um, the the way that they coach and teach. They teach the why and talking to players privately. They really like that. And it's very foreign to them compared to what they've always been taught, which is just do it. The, I say and the why helps them take it to a next level. And I've heard that on a number of occasions from from different players. So I think he's a very innovative offensive mind. I think he's a coach that other coaches want to work with so that they can learn and gravitate and people will gravitate to work with him. And I think he's a player who will, it'll be easy to sell to other players because right now, right. Uh, he's right up there with Mike Tomlin is one of the coolest coaches in the NFL when, when, from player standpoint, he's going to take care of you. Um, he's not going big time you, uh, he's going to be relatable. He's going to try to make you, get, make you get paid. Now, I will fall short of saying he's bright and brilliant and genius. I've co- I've covered a lot of coaches there. A lot of them are very smart. Um, I'm not saying that he's not, but I'm 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 going to hold off on that. He's brilliant until I see some brilliant game plans for some of these elite teams. Some of the elite teams. Oh, got it, got it. Okay. By the way, you don't think that Tua would have called Flores Big Bry? <laughs> what What does Tua call him? Um, I bet you somebody knows in the in the bottom. Loving my South Beach Velocity Posse. Mm. Sorry. Oh. And by the way, too long. Play plus they don't play in South Beach. They're not anywhere in this. It's a forty-five minute drive. Uh. Makes this actually is an interesting point here. I have it's heard me, Magic Mike. Me. But is it Mikey Mike? No, I have heard Magic Mike. Um, okay. I don't oh, know. Yeah, that, that, that might be it. Is, is that know? it? I think I may have heard that like on one of those mic'd up type of things on the sideline. I could be wrong. Yeah. Do you believe Ty Hill's energy is a huge part of the growth of this team? And if so, can Ramsey do the same with the defense? Not the same kind of guy. Um, but yes. Yes, what? Yes. Tyreek has said on a number of occasions, my energy drives this team. I have to bring that energy. And if I don't bring that energy, we're not going to play well. Yeah, and and Wilkins is the energy driver on defense. I, I, but but um, he is. Come on. Okay. Really? I'm a Christian hater. Um, well, it's not only, dare it's, you. It's not no. only Tyreek's energy. It's also his speed. Uh, but yeah, no, from the second he got to the Dolphins, he brought, he brought 
something intangible along with this stupid speed. Tyreek? Yes. Swagger. Yeah. Swagger, swagger, belief, swagger, energy, all of the above. You see what he did at his store yesterday? At his what? At his store, Soul Runner. He, oh no, he was he, at his store. He dressed up. He dressed up in his uniform and posed as a mannequin in the window. And then some kids are going by close by, and all of a sudden he goes ah, and they all freaked out. Really? The clip I saw. Yes. Oh, okay. Interesting. I didn't. I didn't see. Yeah. I mean, Tyreek is killing it on social media right now. But I, yeah. I yes, can't, he is. Um, and he's very interesting. And 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 I think the the league is going a little bit easy on him because you know you didn't get fined for the flip, for the flip cell phone yeah, thing. Well, but I may maybe it has something to do with apparently the guy who gave him the phone was part of NFL UK. Okay. Yes. Whereas Tyreek would have said, dude, I mean, this is a league employee is going to give me the phone. You're going to find me for that? Uh, okay. But I think the league, the league knows Tyreek is a major marketing. Tyreek is, is up there with quarterbacks. Like you sell the game with Tyreek. So they're enjoying and living for every one of these celebrations. So they're not going to sit. And the dog, come on. What's better than the Dolphins touchdown celebrations this year? Tell me, name, name something. Name name one thing better than oh, that. No, they're good. They certainly have had a lot of practice at it too, so especially in that Denver game. Yeah. Um, yes, two is going to be coming for that money, especially after the way the team treated him in the Flores years. No, that's not going to be that's not going to be part of the equation. Part of the equation is going to be like see Joe Burrow, see Justin Herbert, see Lamar Jackson, see those those money. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Give me give me some of that again. Give me that. Give me that. If he closes out the year the way he started it. Okay. Um, Any realistic traits happening from Killer Smurf? Killer Smurf, what's up, brother? Um, They're working the phones, I can tell you that. But I, I, no. as, as Omar pointed out, they don't have the financial wherewithal. Let me see where they are money-wise, because uh, uh, where that probably four four mil maybe of cap space. Uh, go ahead, continue talking while I sure. G. Hill with a very nice contribution. I've watched all of your episodes, Dolphin fans, since 1969. My kind of guy, you and I are about the same age, age range. It's been painful for a long time. I haven't been this excited since the 70s and 80s. Keep up the good, good work, bless the hell. Thank you very much. It, no, it is absolutely. The possibilities this year are indeed very, very, very intriguing. And um, let me address something. Uh, the Dolphins right now, they're at $3.5 million in cap space, which means you have the money to get something done. I think it would be very important to unload something if you want to get something done. And I don't think that's too hard for them to do. Um, but I thank all of you for your contributions. Your contributions have really helped us step up our game um, in terms of the visuals, uh, in terms of, 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 as you see the openings and closings um we're working with a, with a graphics team right now and they're they're really killing it to try to help us yesterday we embedded some we embedded a podcast into our podcast and discussed it um these are all new things that are foreign to us and we're we're working to step it up and your contributions go directly to that um so we appreciate it. i just bought a lot of equipment i'm telling you, a lot of equipment let me show you the equipment 
I just bought a lot of equipment. No more internet issues. So I so I'm not gonna have any more internet issues. Okay. And unfortunately, as anybody who does business knows, when you have a business and you have to scale it up, it gets expensive. And we tremendously are appreciative for all that you guys do because this show belongs to you guys. And we're here every day because of you guys. And we thank you. And we're on our most audio formats right now. We're back on all audio streams um, except for Apple. Apple's, as I explained, is like a club. We got to wait in line. Maybe we'll get in on Monday or get in on Tuesday. We're, 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 we're in line. Um, but we are all Dolphins podcast. You, that's one name. And, and we own that feed now. So uh, we'll be taking it with us wherever we go. So you can unsubscribe to the last one that you were on. Um, people wanted to pay us pennies for, for what we were contributing and subscribe to all dolphins. And actually we have an announcement to come Monday in terms of um, the record label that we're joining. So uh, you'll, you'll hear about that soon. And, and hopefully uh, you guys will be supportive and, and excited about the continued growth. All right, let's well, go. Said. Well said. Thank uh, you. Is that, a, is that a wrap? For the show? Yeah. No, we killed oh, that. Yeah, yeah, that's a wrap for that. It sounded like a uh, Canadian person. You know, I always love my Canadians. Uh, Keon, thank you, Alan and Omar. Thank you for the great show from Vancouver, BC. Oh, on the other side of the country. Never went, never went to Vancouver. I, I, oh. All my head in shame. Can you bring first and tens back? Um, just so you know. Maybe. <laughs> yes, we'll be bringing first and tens back next week. So we we got we got some lined up for you. So it will be back. Spoiler alert. Pete's takes. Thank you very much, Omar Noun. We love that you guys go live on our live. Why are you not clicking the button and putting it's not like because I don't know why I, I can't find it in the in the in the chat. I just it's at the top. Tell okay. Skyler that Pete said hi. Okay, well, we will do. Well, they're gonna be they're gonna be on the road this week. Grant, and I changed the O line when when I compared them to the unicorns. True, One, true. I think they're From better than the unicorns. Um, and two, that 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 O line requires Teron Armstead and Connor Williams. No Teron Armstead, no Connor Williams. You shall not get a unicorn comparison. Um, and hopefully you'll get that offensive line against Kansas City. And this team on a neutral field will be able to show what they can do. And Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, Teron Armstead, maybe Devon A. Chan. Is he eligible to come back, Kansas City? Uh, no, he's got one more game to go. Teron, Teron's eligible, and A. Chan's got one more game to go after the bye. Okay, so you're not going to be completely at full strength, but you'll you'll be you'll be. And by the way, for the record. For the record, all note all, everything transparent. I did not agree with Omar. I still think the 2016 line was better, although this line has played very well. Bro, they're 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 you no, know, don't look at don't look at team stats because again, that's overlook that's overlooking what they have on offense. Where in 2016 their quarterback was Ryan Tannehill, the wide receivers, while effective, didn't have anywhere near the speed of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And they also didn't have the speed at running back. What they had was a bruiser and JHI. They had the best offensive line coach in the NFL, though. Um, 
Pete Sake says, Omar and Allen, we love you. That the, the guys are live on YouTube. Appreciate that. Tell Skylar Pete said hello. Okay, I will tell Skylar Pete said hello. This is an interesting one here from Trey again. Did the Dolphins not trust McDaniel when he was first hired? I remember they forced two on Josh Boyer on him. Um, that I, I, don't, I don't know about forcing him. I, I think they they they, oh, they no they did they actually well, did but they went out what did they they, force, did. they went out looking for a head coach who could get the most out of Tua. Yes, so, and they didn't want to change their defense. Cor- correct. But they did force jo- not Tua Josh Boyer. They did force Josh Boyer on him. Um, and if you want to get into semantics, if they're telling head coaches, tell me, tell me no, why. No, no, no. They were. We're going to get a head coach that will believe and develop to it. That was no, no, correct. So, so if you want to get into semantics, that's kind. Of, it wasn't like you're the head coach. You'll get your choice of quarterbacks. It was basically, tell me how you can get the most out of Tua. And obviously, Mike McDaniel came up with a plan that they liked. And so, hard to argue with the results right now. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, Frank, unloading Ogba. The Dolphins wish they could. Um, and Ogba doesn't have bad stats. He's got two and a half sacks and an interception on the season. Not to say that that – what? What? <laughs> what? I mean, what? Yeah, I don't mean to be rude. The interception was against Denver off a batted ball at the line of scrimmage. And, and, and it was, happened. And one of his sacks was there. I mean – Oh, Jerome Baker's interception? So we're knocking Jerome Baker's interception now? We're watering it down? How about we just look at the snap counts? And, and by the way, beyond that, you re- Vic Fangio asking about why Emmanuel Agba doesn't get more of a role on defense, basically saying, hold on. Well, we got Chubb and, and Jalen Phillips at, uh, playing outside linebacker now that Phillips is back. And then Andrew Van Ginkle's getting snaps there. It's hard to get a fourth guy in there. So Vic Fangio is telling you that he's the fourth guy on the depth chart. I know he's the fourth guy. You know he's the fourth guy. What's the okay, point of the job? Can you're making it sound like he's he's a valuable piece? I mean, I didn't say he was not in this defense. I let it go, man. If they could unload him, they would. They and they and they can't because he's got makes too much money. Fine. <laughs> and, and dude, I'm 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 with you uh, in in the right scheme. I like Agba as a player. I re- I like him a lot as a guy. Unfortunately, and again. Dolphins obviously thought highly of him at one point because they gave him the huge contract in the in the offseason of 2023 before he was set to hit free agency. And then he got hurt. And because he was hurt, Dolphins decided, oh, we need to go get another edge defender. Boom, they go get Bradley Chubb. And it's like, Emmanuel who? What? All of a sudden, he's a forgotten guy. Yeah, it is what it is, bro. Uh, listen, it the check's still clear. And he'll be <laughs> if you give me an opportunity to make $15 million in one year, I think I'll be okay for life. Right. And this reminds me of my one of my favorite Nick Saban sayings when he was said, Coach, it is what it is, and until it changes, it'll stay that way. Um, how do you feel? Mousy fire. Mousy fire. I like I like the fire. I might have to become old fire. Um <laughs> that look for i like i like the fire at the end of a name i'm like hold on now um how do you guys feel about the play of right tackle austin jackson you go first very solid uh and again just solid what you want to put him in the pro bowl he's played pro bowl i say very solid level 
Number one rushing attack. Um, I think he's given up one sack in seven games. If the Dolphins get a Pro Bowl offensive lineman, who do you think it is? Let's say again, we'll play the we'll play the old season now. He's missed three games out of seven. Not kind of well. Try again. Sorry. Wow, you really think it's going to be Robert Hunt? Yeah, I really think it's going to be Robert Hunt. Robert Hunt is doing a phenomenal job, but he's not. But he has not been Austin Jackson. And I like Robert Hunt. Robert Hunt's one of my favorite guys in in the locker room. Um, okay, I disagree. And Robert Hunt is the third best lineman on this offensive line. You will fourth best lineman on this offensive line. You will acknowledge that, right? No, not even close. Okay, third. He's not Connor Williams. It's a Come on, stop. Stop. It's a, it's a debate. Stop. Sorry. Stop. Uh, no, we cannot have a debate. Yo, yo, People in the poll, people watching live, who's better, Connor Williams or Robert Hunt? Healthy. Okay. Now, the only the only thing I will grant you is that Connor Williams plays a more important position. Yeah, more one's important a $10 million dollar player. One's a $7 million player. I said what I said. If you're going, if you're going to go position, if you're going to go regardless of position. value? If you're gonna go value because of the position, I'll give you 52-48 Connor Williams. If we're gonna go player, regardless of position, I'd say Robert Hunt 55-45. Uh, let me go back to Austin Jackson. Here's the thing about Austin. I hope this is not, and I think it, that a lot of Dolphin fans are like, "Wow, I can't believe I thought he totally sucked." Well, yeah. if you thought that's because of the first two seasons where he played on the left side, including left tackle. Maybe he was out of position. And then last year, maybe the Dolphins all along with the new scheme, which focuses more on mobility and athleticism than it does pure power. Maybe all along, Austin Jackson was a very good fit for this scheme. and we, But we never got to see it last year. So this, this assumption that he would suck at right tackle because he didn't work in the previous scheme, to me, I think was premature. And you and I saw him throughout training camp. I was like, mm, yeah, yeah, it could work. And and he's continued that during the season. Listen, he's he is he is doing an admirable job. He's phenomenal. Um, right now, he's playing at a Pro Bowl level, and the confidence injection that he's had, the mind mojo that he's he's done, it's uh, he sh- I couldn't be prouder of some somebody like that. I, t- I told you the experience where you basically like, yeah, some people didn't believe that I could play. And then he looked directly at me and I'm like, <laughs> play tackle, play tackle. Um, like the film was what it was. Um, My man Jabari right here. That's why I love you, Jabari. You know, your, you know, your ball. What, what did Jabari <laughs> say? He's on the line, most consistent player by far. Okay, I'm not going to argue with you. Okay, no, no. and then in, in 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 the interest of fairness, smashy smashy says Connor wins. So I think it's a fair debate to have. I don't think it's a clear cut. It's an interesting debate. I mean, but listen, T said just Debo's all of them because when he's, I know he's not ever healthy, but when he's good and healthy, holy crap! That like whoa, yeah, yeah, that, that dude's different. Yeah. OG uh, Highway, who we love. We love, we love OG Highway. Would it surprise you if we spent our first round pick on another cornerback? Nope. It wouldn't. Uh, um, no, it wouldn't. Of course not. 
Why would it? Why would I would it? be inclined to think, especially with four, no, sorry, five pending free agents. If you were asking me right now, regardless of player, what position they target, I would say offensive line. Hmm. Okay. I think they would select the highest rated player on their board, which doesn't predicate. Yes, Omar, we, 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 yes that's correct. But and if, if we're playing I, hypothetical, what position do they attack? Uh, I would say cornerback, cornerback, defensive tackle, offensive lineman. That, depending on what they do in free agency, depending on how they Howard, how they handle the Xavier Howard situation. Um, why are you on during an FSU game? Would you for Hurricanes? Um, I we're we're on right now because my wife is working. She's at a convention, and I'm watching my toddler, and my toddler goes down for her nap at noon so and the last time we tried to do this she nearly crawled she nearly got out of her crib and fell flat on her face so i apologize that i'm interrupting your your football game but i think you can watch this at any time and i just appreciate you being here um but yeah would i disrespect a, a fsu game yes would i disrespect the um game yes um i right now I'm trying to be a good father and fit this in when I can fit it in. Dude, it's also it's also 24-7 for Florida State. Sorry if you're taping the game and are going to watch it later, but they're playing they're playing Wake Forest. Come on. If they were playing <laughs> I mean, come on. If they were playing a good team, maybe you would. Man, the way these TVs work nowadays, you you could watch it. One, you could listen to this because you don't have to watch it. You could listen to this while you watch the game on mute. I, let me just suggest that to you. And, uh, you know, and to be honest and transparent, I don't pay attention to college football because I don't watch it until December. So I really don't even know what's going on. So I I, I, I know you watch college football, and I know God dog it. Per, everybody watches college football. Saturday is my day to do family and yard work and chores. And I'm, I'm, I'm footballed out by then. Tomorrow I got to do a whole day of football, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm on and off. I watch certain games. I'll probably watch the UM game this afternoon, but there. Um, I know you'll love this question from Effie Omar. The obligatory strength of schedule story. <laughs> as as Omar proceeds to roll his eyes. Oh, first, yeah. Effie, you 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 you're 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 preaching to the choir here because when it was said, oh, they got the third toughest schedule. And I said, who cares? None of that matters because injuries impact your schedule every single year. And you don't know who's going to be available then versus who's on the roster now. Um, and then this year, like, I'm sorry, people didn't look at, people didn't look at the Chargers as the weak sisters that they are now. People didn't look at the Patriots as this layup that they are now. People certainly thought Denver coming to Miami could have been a get-right game. Like, you know, yeah, the Giants had nothing to to defend you on offensive line. And Panthers, you know, Panthers gave you a little spunky-spirited effort, but they had a rookie quarterback. You knew that coming in. Like, I, I, I hate, loathe. Somebody tweeted out something on a comment that showed me, like, the schedule of the 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 best um the Rams team that won the Super Bowl and the best oh it was, pathetic. it was pathetic yeah it was pathetic and here we are nobody even remembers who they played what their record was when they played and the fact that 
they they really caught teams at the right time. Like nobody cares. At the end of the season, your record is going to be what it's going to be. Nobody cares what your strength of schedule was, who you played, what quarterbacks were injured, what running backs were injured. Nobody cares. Take care of business. And I promise you, the Dolphins will slip up at some point this season. And then you'll be like, man, why did they lose to this team? Whatever that team is. And as long as you take care of business and beat the teams that you're supposed to beat, you're looking at 12 wins. And just get there. Just get there. And people can say, oh, they can't beat anybody good or they can't they can't win the tough games. They can't beat these caliber opponents. And a lot of that stuff is valid. But you know what? Get to 12. Get home field advantage. And then we'll see. We'll, we'll just check check back. Check back. And not only, not only that, not only that, you play you play who's on your schedule. You don't control it. The schedule is made by computer in advance. You, you don't control the, the Dolphins had nothing to do with the fact that the Giants had all these yes. issues on their offense. Nothing to do with the fact that that the Patriots had their those issues. And no, they haven't beaten a team right now that has a winning record. But what they've done is they've taken care of every team they're supposed to take care of. And just do that. Just, that. Just do that. Just do that all season. Just do that all season. If Vegas picks you to win the game, win the game. Just do that all season. I don't care about anything else. Just do that all season, and you'll be you'll be in a good spot in January. Just I I don't I think Baltimore, Dallas, Baltimore, Dallas, and who else is going to be trouble? KC. Oh, Buffalo. KC. Yeah, I mean, come on, that's yeah. I'm, um. Wow, oh, really? You're already con- you're conceding that game. Man, harsh, pessimistic. Because if you look at the matchups, man, eh, eh, not good. Well, I mean, it's obviously it's. it's, uh, it's yeah, this is a game of matchups. No matchups. Mm-mm, not good. Not good. Tehran will help you. Ramsey Howard will help you, but I'm still. Okay, I'll I'll, gonna... I'll wait till next week. Um, yeah, I mean, an injury on Sunday could well correct drastically change that. Correct. Yeah. Zach, Which is why I don't pay attention to the schedule. Points for creativity here, but cheetah, penguin, dolphin dashers. Dolphin dashers. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I I, it, it, I I give it a give it a once over, and I'm like, can you sell a shirt with it? No. Dolphin dashers. No. Yeah. No. Um. Interesting question here. What is that? Justin, do you think Cedric Wilson increasing playtime is an attempt to find a buyer before the deadline? No, I think it's a product of injury issues that they've had a wide receiver with Waddle being nicked up a little bit and Tyreek being nicked up a little bit. I think it is. <clears throat> okay, so there, there, that answer is that. It comes out of the fifth spot to all of a sudden be the number three. And yeah, guys earn playing time each week based on their practice performances. Um, Cedric's come out of the depths of of depth. He come out of the depths of a guy we shook down. Just and except and Cedric's got big things going on in his life right now. Like he just I think proposed and you know he like I'm I'm happy for him and I'm glad that he's doing good things. All right. 
So what, what what percentage do you think the Dolphins are able to dump? And especially now, if River Craycraft is him? Back, correct, if River Craycraft is coming back, um, I think I mean some teams got to need him, and he's got to know the offense. If Dallas has a receiver issue, maybe go back to Dallas. But I don't see any need to trade him now because you you undid his contract for next year, so he's you ain't got to worry about him. Um, he's here for depth reasons, and he's a backup punt returner. Except while well, River Craycraft's coming back, yeah, and River Craycraft also is a punt returner, can mm-hmm. be used can be used as a punt returner, and now you're going to be dealing with seven wide receivers, which you know they're not keeping. Fair, true. Again, if if they can find is it really seven though? Sorry, is it really seven? Tyreek Waddle, Barrios, Wilson, Craycraft. Chosen Claypool. Damn. I one's a tight end. Okay. Let's just follow me. Ty, I think I reach a tight end, really? I think Tyler Croft. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um we'll we'll see in about an hour and a half. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't make I wouldn't make grandiose like long-term rental plans if i were tyler <laughs> yeah uh Sorry. Yeah. Or, or calvin joseph yeah yeah omar um, you are the goat thank you very much oh you mean omar sorry <laughs> apparently, apparently i'm chopped liver I, I'm, I love i love those comments directed strictly at you like i'm chopped liver over here sorry i'll go i'll go ahead you can handle that one omar i'll go ahead <laughs> Who do you think wins the Miami Dolphins beat reporter 40 yard dash? Uh, probably Cam. Cam is tra- Cam's training. I'm jealous of him. Um, he's I need to get my fitness back on. I really do, but it's so hard with a toddler. But Cam's getting it done, and he's got a toddler the same age as me, a little bit older. Um, I just need to really get committed. Um Marcel, Cam, Daniel. We 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 can't count David because he can barely walk. Um, um, um. <laughs> you keep talking about this athlete that you were back in your heyday, brother. The heyday been gone a long time. <laughs> it has, but I'm, a lot, I'm actually a lot faster than you would think I am. I, I'm not winning any forty, but hell have him. How we're going to marathon easily? Yeah, how absolutely? How can I run all of us? I'm not winning, but I'd be a lot faster than you think I would be. I'm I'm not fast. I'm not fast anymore. And I'm I'm really out of shape and I really need to get my act together. And um I said I said Monday I'm gonna do a Pilates class right by the QAM studios. Just for the record, by the way, I'll be hosting the Joe Rose show for the entire week while Joe's off in Germany. Um huge thing for me. Um and hopefully you guys will listen. So and and I'll, I'll, I'm 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 going to make a plan of bringing Poupard on, so you can get a little sample of uh, of all dolphins on the podcast on on the radio show. So, um, Easy, I wouldn't hold my breath. He's coming back this year. I'll be honest. Nah, he's not coming back this year. Okay, th- this is an interesting one. Did the NFL admit that the fix was in with the refs in the Eagles game? Really? You act, Mike. You actually expect the NFL to say uh, they? The most that they will do is they'll privately tell the Dolphins, yeah, we messed up on a couple of calls. Um, And there's a video circulating online about 15 missed calls in the game. 
which if we're going to be honest about it is about as one-sided as the officiating was on that Sunday night, because I'd have to go look at the game again. I, I might have a hard time believing that they weren't calls missed against the Dolphins as well. Having said that, clearly the Dolphins got nasty shafted by the officiating on Sunday night without without question. And he he showed the DPI or the missed DPI against Raheem Mostert. I'm going to tell you, the contact came at a point after Darius Slay cuts in front of him to make the pick. And I'm going to ask the same question I always ask. And this is asking fans to be honest with themselves. If the jerseys are reversed and they throw a flag on that play, be honest with yourself and tell me you're not going ballistic over the call. Then that's, to me, that's always the barometer. Impacted the game. Is it the reason why you didn't lose, win? No. I'm going to stay consistent on that. You you were manhandled on line of scrimmage, and you basically threw an interception in a game ceiling, game deciding moment. Did you did you ask David Long about getting closed lined versus the Eagles? What what one? What's he going to say? What's he going to say? No, I I haven't talked to David Long since week one. Um, and the reason I haven't talked to David Long since week one was because he was struggling, and I personally don't like to be up in people's grill. Like, why are you? Why are you sucking? Why? Are you, why does the coach not have confidence in you? Um, what? What are you going to do to fix the situation? Now, I did want to talk to him this week, um, just didn't. And it takes a minute. What I'm learning is it takes a minute for this defense to click and register, and people to play with a little bit, but I've been very impressed with what I've seen from David Long. He's one tackle away from being this team's leading tackler. And truth of the matter is he barely plays. Imagine that. But he's played well lately. Um, yeah. He, I don't think he's the nickel still, which is kind of disrespectful, but it is what it is. Cause he's playing well. Who would you rather have in there? I mean, who are you two linebackers? It's Van Ginkle and um, Van Ginkle and, 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 and Jerome. On the inside, mm-hmm. David Long is better in coverage than Van Ginkle. I, I agree, but it's Van Ginkle. That's Van Ginkle's job, his role. Not anymore, it's not. Yeah, it is. Mm-mm, I'm, uh, I bet you. I bet you. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll check. It's not long on the field, but okay. Okay, um, I bet you. Okay. We'll, we'll I look. bet you. Okay, Jay. Thank you guys for Thank you very much putting out a, such an entertaining and enlightening pod. P.S. Is Pooper where he's been canonized, the Halo? He's been canonized. Yes, I've gotten, I have gotten a whole lot of, of comments about this, and it's I think he does it intentionally. He likes he likes being on the, having a halo under behind him. Yeah, that's so me. It's like it's like it's like, it's like you're watching the voice of God. If you really know, if you really know me, you would know that's so me. Uh, this just so happened to be the one picture I had to use as a green screen, and it's got it's got the sun piercing through Hard Rock Stadium at just the right spot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, I personally, the truth is, I personally hate it, but I still prefer that to, to walls in my house. So um, I'll, yeah. I'll be, I'll be working to get a different. A different and I, I bought this nice little backdrop here that I just can't. Fit. I gotta like realign my whole house to make or move this thing. But then I got my mic set up here. See, I do have a, pro, uh, I do have a professional mic. Um, I just don't like. I learned from my am athlete. 
like it looks tacky to have a mic in your shot and wearing headphones and you can achieve the same thing without the mic just standing sitting there but you know it is what it is we're we're working we're staging it up um and i, I, and I go i go old school with no mic no no professional lighting and all that and every time i see i see the replay because we do check for do for quality control sounds perfectly fine off the old macbook pro here so yeah that's because you got a souped up macbook people don't know about your macbook man your macbook is like the bentley of macbooks it's 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 a big daddy Dude, i spend my life on that thing it's got to be souped up you know uh, like it is souped up all right folks we thank you for watching we thank you for joining we thank you for participating we thank you for contributing fsu's 31 7 damn Sorry, spoiler alert. I didn't mean to click that. I apologize if you were taping it. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, you did. You did that on purpose. Well, we will see you uh, tomorrow. We will be live after the game. Give me like five o'clock, I think, because I, I li I'm going to the game. I like to do, do the press conference. I like to be in the locker room. I like to feel that. So hopefully we will be there. We will we will give you everything um, at five o'clock, a live stream. And as you know, teams going to Germany, we're not going, but we will continue to do the best that we can to give you the best coverage possible. All right, you got anything? Uh, no, I was gonna suggest maybe you wanna make it 5.15 just to be to be on the safe side or five o'clock and if you're in, if you're not ready yet, I'll just start solo. No, uh, Omar, Omar's like, Hell no, you're not starting without me. And a solo start would mean you just you on the podcast, which I you you make that decision. Five, five fifteen. Well, we'll let's we'll, do five fifteen to be on the safe side, and okay. then I don't want to start without you, Omar. I'm not. You complete me. <laughs> <laughs> you're so full of it. All right, you got. Visit alldolphins.com for the latest news, analysis, and columns, and it's all free. You can find Omar Kelly and Alan Pupard on the All Dolphins podcast discussing South Florida's NFL team on YouTube and anywhere you find your audio podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, like, and share so you stay in the know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.